leaders between 2nd and 9th October 2023 on visits to many biblical sites. After touching down at Tel Aviv Airport, we will visit Galilee, Mount Olive, Jestimani Garden, Thumb of King David, the Golgotha in Bethlehem, and many other historical cities and sites. Come and book for your trip today at God of Testimony Prophetic Ministry, 121 Ifedapo Bus Stop, as it promises to be one to remember. For more information, call 0815-377-0000 or 0908-120-0200. Holy Pilgrimage to Israel with Prophet Dr. Kodia Diola Baba Testimony will surely reveal great testimonies. Come and join with us. Welcome to Fresh 107.9 FM. We educate, we inform, we entertain, we play feel-good music. lovely day by the way oh, very lovely day. i was a married man you know, in the house you know i'm with a married man so i like i like i need to be cautious of w- what i say you know my 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 utterances <laughs> it's so good to have you back i am so i'm so excited to be yes married. you know coming back being married and all you know yes even though the one week experience one week holiday Oh, we call honeymoon. Honeymoon, not experience. Honeymoon, yeah, by the, the way. Let's put okay. let's put a honeymoon. Oh, okay, the, the the honeymoon experience. Mm. Yes, the honeymoon experience. One <laughs> so how week, was it? One week is not enough, but it was beautiful. Mm. It was restful. Mm. All right, and and finally left bachelorhood. Yes, for finally. Good. Yes, now, for Jide, good. You're next. Yeah, for good, <laughs> for good, for good. Yes, you know, and, and it's so good to be married. It's mm. so good, you know, the responsibility, the maturity, yes. everything. Your face is even glowing this morning. Yeah, sure, you know, sure. You know, it, it comes with everything, hmm. everything. The highs, the lows, for Bridget better, for pasta. worse. You know, <laughs> even in this economy. 
I salute you. Like, I really salute you. Like, a big man. Big it's, man. It's not easy. So, if you see anyone who, you know... Subsidy wedding. You know, a wedding and everything. And sometimes you don't eat. Don't blame them. Mm. All right? But just be happy for them. But to God be the glory, all those who came, you know, they yes. had to their film. Mm. And it was I good. I saw videos. You know, yeah, and, and, it, and it was good. But happy anyway. Life. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you so much. And to all those who sent in the messages, I really appreciate you as well. My name is Benga. I'm still the man you just have to love. Not all right? anymore. Please don't love me. He's a married man. They will catch you. Yeah, you still have to love me. That's just the truth. All right, so it is freshly pressed on Nigeria's number one radio station, Fresh 107.9 FM. I'm Bill Kutak. And I'm not here alone. I have the delectable one right here in oh, the building. Me, I did say this Monday morning. And you know how we do it on Freshly Press. We review the papers. And in the course of a show, we bring you on radio to also drop your comments and opinions on the things we're bringing to you this morning. So welcome on board. So before we open the papers this morning, Yemi, let's just quickly talk about something. Okay. You know, it's been generating a lot of reactions over the weekend. Since last week, mm. over the weekend, and even till this morning on social media, talking about the Minister of Arts, Culture and Creative Economy, okay. uh, Hannah Tomusawa. Mm. You know, she she confirmed that she's a serving member yeah, of remember. the National Youth <laughs> Service Corps. Now, yes. there's been all sorts of reactions, Mm-mm. you know, you know, arguments for, arguments against. Some are saying that, you know, some are actually, I'm, I'm going to be, you know, a little controversial and trying to be like a lawyer. This okay. Uh, no, no. <laughs> trying to. <laughs> yeah, barrister Binga, yeah. Okay, because in the Constitution of Nigeria, which mm-hmm. is the grand norm, okay, mm-hmm. um, 1999 Constitution Amendment has amended section 147 mm-hmm. of the Constitution, subsection 5, you know, states that for you to be a minister, you mm-hmm. must be qualified to be elected as a house of representative member, member. Mm. now that's one now if you also look at the criteria for you to be a member of the house of representatives you know you need to be a citizen of nigeria that's under section 105 mm. of that um, 1999 constitution you know it talks about you must be a citizen of nigeria and you must have a primary school certificate mm. now there's this other argument against this issue talking about the nyc act mm. which actually talks about uh uh, if you are that it is against the NYC Act for any core member to pick up any government appointment until the one year service is over. Mm. Now this minister, this controversial man, this minister, I mean this controversy yes. here, you know in 2000 in just a few years ago when the former president Muhammadu Buhari appointed her mm. as um, a member of PENCOM, you know she actually lost that appointment because of this, of this same, same NYSC issue. Mm-hmm. issue. But my question is, if the DSS had done their due diligence, we wouldn't be having this kind of issue. This is the same, almost the same thing, NYSC mm-hmm. issue. Kemi Adios. Kemi yes. You know, I yeah. in mind. What, why do we keep having this kind of controversy when it comes to ministerial positions? You know, and and yeah, it is just funny because uh, you know when it comes to Nigeria, it just appears like um, Nigeria rules are for some certain people, and when it comes to, to some people, maybe there is an exemption because I wouldn't know why. She's saying that maybe she did not complete her NYC back then, so she, now she's trying to complete it. According, then, to, mm-hmm. yeah, according to mm-hmm. what she said, mm-hmm. like. But my my question is why why now? Like mm. why why didn't she think of you know completing the NYC maybe like after the Pencom yes. issue try to complete the NYC why now are we even sure 
that she's even you know in the system at the moment and uh during came at the uh you know time we saw yes. what happened how sure. everything panned out and eventually they said maybe she even you know at mm. the nyc and everything and eventually she, she left but in our case we're having a, a seven minister who's also a core member even the age limits uh, is, she, is she not way above the age limit she had actually done the nyc mm. um you know during that issue of the pencom she said that she did it then it got burnt at some point she oh. wrote a letter to nyc nyc said Exemption. we don't have this, mm. that you did not even collect your certificate that means you actually absconded you know also it was just all sort of controversy but the dss should but the question is some people are asking which should come first the constitution of the country which is mm. the grand norm mm. or the nyc act because nyc act says that you yes. cannot take up any government appointment until you're mm. done and she has come out to say that she has not broken any law oh. that, See, uh, until you're well, done if she's saying she did not break, break any law and maybe like maybe there is any like if, if, if eventually she's right yes. that means kemi adioshun's case that means she was she was wronged well there's anyway. so many questions that we're going to be asking but, but anyway what do we you know we're just journalists mm. okay but we're just bringing it to the fore we should come first the nyc act or the 1999 constitution but anyway let's quickly go into the papers this morning my name is binga or second the man you just have to love all right uh we have some stories right here this morning okay we have stories from the punch newspaper we have stories from the vanguard the daily sun is also here daily trust is also in the building let's quickly look at the headlines real quick the punch newspaper cash shortage bank borrowing from cbn hits 12 trillion naira cash shortage bank borrowing from cbn hits 12 trillion naira Another headlines from the Punch newspaper, Cameroon Dam Opening, Evacuate to Prevent Debts, Federal Government and States Warn Flood-Prone Communities. Cameroon Dam Opening, Evacuate to Prevent Debts, Federal Government and States Warn Flood-Prone Communities. Now, the Vanguard newspaper also has this one. Government efforts failing as food imports rise 122%. Deficit hits 4.9 trillion naira. Government efforts failing as food imports rise to 122%. Deficit hits 4.9 trillion naira. The Daily Sun is also here. I am wondering how Tinubu got varsity degree without primary and secondary education, says Atiku. I am wondering how Tinubu got varsity degree without primary and secondary education, says Atiku. The Daily Sun also has this one. Ahaneze asked Tinubu to free Kano. The Daily Sun has that report. Now let's move straight to the Daily Trust. Tinubu, I won't sustain failed theory of service, servicing debt with scarce revenue. Tinubu, I won't sustain failed theory of servicing debt with, service, with scarce revenue. And a final story from the Daily Trust. APC leader. Some people believe Tinubu achieved what Awolowo could not. <laughs> okay. That's on for me. Okay, let's quickly look at the headlines from Omain. On the Nigerian Tribune this Monday morning, NURTW lift suspension on MC Uluomo. Others wrongly suspended union leaders. Edo government attacks Tinubu's information minister over Obaseki's comment. Also there this morning about the Lagdo Dam. Federal government with order to Nema to avert national disaster. And the Guardian, there are some headlines this Monday morning to check out. 
Nigeria still losing 400,000 barrels of crude oil daily that is coming from Ribadu. Atiku asked Sinubu to come clean on academic faith ingenuity. Government to roll out auto gas retailing pumps in 90 days there this morning on the Guardian as well. And on the Pempishi newspapers this Monday morning, final year Nigerian undergraduate dies due to lack of medical facilities in university clinic. Apostle Achudume appeals to Nigerians in diaspora to focus on investment in Nigeria. Also there as well, Portacot refinery to begin operation in December. That is coming from the minister on the Pempishi newspapers this Monday morning. So let's quickly go into the details. Tells the ins and outs of the stories. Remember, it is freshly pressed. If you're just joining us for the first time, we review the papers. And in the course of the show, we open the phone lines for you to also come in to drop your comments. My name is Ben Gavka Omoyeni, right here in the building. So the Punch newspaper is our first story. We're looking at a cash shortage. Bank borrowing from CBN hits 12 trillion naira. Now, there are indications that commercial banks and merchant banks are increasingly dependent on the central bank of Nigeria for liquidity as their borrowing from the Apex Bank has intensified in the last eight months. Now, aside from August 2023, ending this week, commercial banks and merchant banks borrowed a total of 12.46 trillion naira from the CBN during the first eight months of this year, according to the CBN data accessed by Punch Correspondent. Now, the financial institutions had in the first eight months of 2022 borrowed 6.96 trillion naira from the central bank, representing an increase of 79%. Now, commercial banks and merchant banks access lending from the Apex Bank using the standard lending facility window and deposit cash with the Apex Bank using the standard deposit facility window the punch newspaper has this one cash shortage bank borrowing from cbn hits 12 trillion naira well this morning on the guardian newspapers there's this headline nigeria still losing 400,000 barrels of crude oil daily says ribadu the national security advisor nsa nuhu ribadu at the weekend said nigeria is still losing 400,000 barrels of crude oil daily to local and international thieves despite efforts to end the menace ribadu disclosed this when he let it delegation to inspect oil and gas facilities at Owaza in Abia and Odogwa in Eche local council of River State. According to him, activities of oil thieves and pipeline vendors had impacted negatively on the nation's economy and were partly responsible for rising costs of living in the country. Uh, the rest is there this morning on The Guardian. It was actually over the weekend uh, when uh, the NSA led uh, some uh, the, the delegation uh, to River State uh, to inspect uh, the pipelines there and they met with the governor who, you know, like while there accused uh, uh, the, the federal government of leaving just one man in charge of the security and the pipeline you know in uh, that state and he was saying that they ought to use someone who is actually from that place you know yes to, uh, yes yes, yes. The River state yeah, governor, yes yes um Similar you know, Barry, mm, he actually mm, said mm, this mm, kind of thing. He mm. said that um, using they should use people in the community. Yes, they know, know they mm. know the areas. They know the areas. They, they know the creeks, the ins and outs of the creeks. Because if you also look at it, I remember a time where uh, OPEC quarter was about well, we're, we're delivering about two point two over two million barrels per day. Mm. But right now we're doing so low to about one million eighty thousand barrels per day that mm. we can't even meet our OPEC quota. You know, and uh, and uh, you know, like okay, yes, 
uh, uh, the issues of uh, accrued oil, oil, yes. oil theft. Uh, la- yes, fact, last week Friday, um, you know, uh, um, uh, Saidi and I was uh, was talking about the fact that, and you know, over time people have been talking about mm. this that can't we, you know, try to maybe convert others illegal refineries and make them, you know, legal. Try to just, you know, like give them what they need so they can even, you know, produce. To legalize, yes, mm, just to legalize some modular refinery. You get just to maybe, you know, help with the, you know, uh, uh, with getting products in the country and all of that. And uh, also during that visit, mm. uh, the uh, the, uh, the minister of state for petroleum, that yeah, is oil Heineken now, yes, yeah, said by December we should expect the uh, the, the refinery, Pataka refinery. refinery to finally work. You know, like we've had, we've had promises over Fingers time. Fingers crossed on and that. And so one. many promises. Fingers crossed and, on that. And uh, maybe open but, this but time. But the issue is mm. the the security agencies that are meant to protect those Your oil installations. Mm. Okay. There's been all sort of allegations mm. against the Navy, mm. the all sort of allegations against the Army, all sort of allegations against the civil defense yes. when it comes to oil theft. Because mm. we see these things, they even escort these vessels in and out of the country. Of the country. So who would then put... Now, this, although Tantita, mm, okay, yes. owned mm, by, you yeah, know, yeah, led yeah, by Topol and all mm, of it, mm. you know, they've been doing all sorts, but the controversy still remains. When you catch a vessel, why burn it? You know, why burn with all the evidence and all of it? But... What do we know? But anyway, right about now, we have uh, Samson. I can hear Samson. Good morning. Uh, good morning to you. Samson, you called this morning. What's going on? Ah, the weather yeah, is yeah. cold, actually. Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I've also been under the weather, so I also Hello, need so to, sorry about that. Not to expose myself too, too much in this kind of... Uh, environment that we are in all right so sorry, we're going to talk so, about this so, so welcome back yes from your honeymoon <laughs> welcome back to you too from your vacation yeah you also went on vacation you both yes. went on vacation i think his is official mm-hmm. vacation but we're going to talk about this issue later but let's quickly go on this break and when we're back we'll talk about this issue of all theft that Omoyemi just raised we'll be right back don't touch that radio it's your chance to be a millionaire. Win big in the Hope Wallet promo. Hope PS Bank is giving away 2 million Naira every week. Amazing, right? Open a Hope Wallet account and get 500 Naira welcome bonus. Here's the best part. Transact five times or more in a week and start your journey to be a millionaire by winning 50,000 Naira weekly as Hope PS Bank gives away 2 million Naira every week to existing and new customers. The more you transact, the higher your chances of winning to get started dial star 569 star 9 hash or download the hope digital app or visit www.hopepsbank.com terms and conditions apply hope succeed hope bank always For Viva Plus or Gala Oshia before Latowa Aspira. Ah, ah, ah. 
Benny, Elie Kupa Luli 3020, Luju Okpo MTN, Etel, Atinai Mobile Bayi, Bakonon, Ogwenyo Niyo Majia Awo Ebu Losense Luli 3020, Kilo Tunduro Wo, Pe 3020, Tabiki Otesta 3020 Ash, Luju Okpo MTN, Etel, Atinai Mobile, Dawe Bere Metalono To Dangajia, Kyole Lanfani Lati Kupa Ninu Yiko Tori Re, Toma Mwaye Nibo Gbo Kwenose, Nibi Toti Lanfani Lati Jeo Konlara Awo Ebu Bi, Television, Home Theater, Solar Products, Gas cooker, microwave oven, fan, blender, a bowl, at the bell, the matetis bobeto, tea doctor yinka yefelen shatokwe, lodi coni fresh fm, nibo bodo Sunday, Latimobio Bawa Lara Mon Lodi Re, so my jawe bu thirty twenty, thirty twenty tibelege jige, a kokoti enori lati jebu. Hi darling, how have you been? I've been so busy, Granny. Well, Friday I went on a field trip to see gorillas in Rwanda. Then I slayed a few dragons with my friends. On Saturday, I watched football game in London live with my brother. And then I went to bed watching the world from space. And you, Grandma? Ah, that's a lot. How? All I needed was my phone, laptop, TV, and Airtel's 5G. Eh? Lag-free gaming, hyper-realistic VR, 8K streaming, and so much more. With Airtel 5G's lightning-fast speeds and seamless connectivity, you won't believe what's next. Live the future in the Airtel 5G zone. Airtel, a reason to imagine. ポニアファニーニャドフェノシビカフェディスティランドニューアカシオリリインドミオファウライゴサティラインドミオロスワドリギラモコシワウファウラノレタディロソリアギルジャラWWW.indomi.ngslashGoodMadnetsPromoL
All right, we're back on radio. It is still freshly pressed on Nigeria's number one radio station. Samson Akindelera here in the building. So, Samson, we're talking about the oil theft mm. in the Niger Delta. What are your thoughts towards it? Um, there was a delegation, you know, cons- um, comprising the, the NSC, mm. the comprising the Minister of Defense, the Minister of State for Petroleum Resources, Heineken Lakobri. They actually came to, went to River State, went to some places in Delta State. You know, those places where this issue of oil theft is bedeviling this country but would we ever have you know an increase where we get back to our OPEC quarter of you know, like having like over 2 million barrels per day well um, I think for the oil theft you can't take away the host communities and that's why the federal government I think since um, good Lord Jonathan days good Lord Jonathan days um, I've been using local intelligence you know, to deal with this issue. Has it worked? Uh, well, it, it, it hasn't worked completely. It has worked in some areas. Uh, why it has not worked is because even the the Ologbo that are supposed to watch, watch over the, the meat <laughs> or the fish, they're also helping themselves. Uh-huh. So if if you have that, because what, what brought about the whole thing was just that the federal government was thinking like, okay, if we hand over these things to these people, who know the terrain and all that they should be able to watch over this critical national asset you know unfortunately many of them were ex-militants in the niger delta mm-hmm. they, they they know where you know the pipelines are they know where to tap they know how to route it to those waiting ships you know vessels that are ready to load them out of the country or to channel them into all these other modular refiner illegal refineries that some of them have been building that's how many of them have become billionaires, the tompolos of this world all of them you know that is what they do and taking it away from them that was the fear of the federal government that if you take it away these guys will come 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 back again you know fighting the military the military too are also complicit some of them have been turning the other eyes when some of these things are happening and that's why the i think it was when uh, the new president assumed office that we saw that i think the visiting of the nnpcl you know uh boss and some other people that went there as if they didn't know these things that have been happening then they were now you know on tv showing us how you know all these pipes are being tapped and all that as if they never knew you have the navy you have the air force you have the army don't even bring the police into it because they are not even you know capacitated enough to even handle that so when you put the military on one side and you put the ex-militant or other people non-state actors that they've been using you cannot have a complete sanity because the corruption is still there you know, and all those things. Yes, the, the, the cat could be a, a very good uh, watch cat that will watch over it. But when the cat is hungry or when the greed in the cat comes out, that look, this is what I, I know how to, how to handle. The kind of thing. They will help themselves. And that's what they've been doing. So the federal government really needs to not use the state actors on the long run. Yes, now you cannot just take it away. But these guys must find something else to do. So, so before Samson. you collect those things from there. You remember, even OPC was involved here in the southwest. It was also almost the same thing that we've been having. And because we are now afraid of people tapping this thing, then NPC stopped, you know, 
putting uh, 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 fuel into even the pipelines, even the one for the crude, you know, it's, it's everywhere. Samson, Samson. Now, let's find a solution to this. If you're to sit in front of the president, you have the Minister of State for Petroleum Resources, what would you suggest? See, should they go back to the military to the start military will lead. They are going to have a mixed arrangement. The military will lead. Like a JTF They will be in thing? charge. But you are going to have these local forces of these young guys, these Niger Delta youths, who are used to the creeks. They, Not the ex-militants. Well, whatever, even if it's ex-militants. Okay. What, what, I, what I'm saying is, you can't just hand over such a contract to a non-stake actor where you, you have the military that you are spending money on to the military and the NSCDC. Let's put them yeah, together. Yeah, we can't, we yes. can't take that away. Uh-huh. Now, you, you have, and it seems like the non-state actors, they even have the heirs of the president or a minister or the NNPC, even more than the state actors. Those whose responsibility officially is to watch over this national asset. So you can have a mixed arrangement whereby you have the locals, call them ex-militants, call them Niger Delta youth, who know the terrain and you are going to um, give them good remuneration for doing that. After all, we you, we still have we, we have the Amotekun here, you know, assisting the police. You have um, uh, what's this state? Um, what's our state uh, security outfit uh, now? So safe. So safe. You have them helping the police and all that. We can do the same thing in the Niger Delta. The police is the lead agency when it comes to internal security. Over there in the Niger Delta, you have not capacitated the police to do that job. Now you are using the military and the NSCDC. Fine. Let them be the lead agencies in that place. There must be a commander, you know, around all those areas. Whereas these youths are known to the security. They should not be the one maybe giving information or adding like like they, they put Mr. Tompolo on top of everything. And the, the, the man is, I, I don't know. But so, well, he's, so been, he's, he's, he's been he's been making efforts, you know, Dantita, you know, catching some when you, oil when vessels. You, uh, when you, although the burning of the officers is no, what I have issues see, with. See, but, see, see, that's why I said, I'm not saying, I'm not thieves. saying, I'm not saying they've not been doing it. Okay, catching some tips. Where, why do we still have those leakages? Why are we not, we still not meeting our OPEC? Uh, uh, Cotton. Cotton. Yeah. Why are we not meeting it? Where are the other leakages? Is anybody trying to investigate with all the efforts of the likes of Tompolo and all that? Do we still have some missing crude from somewhere? Where are they going to? And when they are caught, they set it on fire so that when you destroy the evidence, then it, there is nothing to look after anymore to chase. You, you can't chase anyone. So that is to tell you that. The whole arrangement is still faulty. It's still faulty. Very faulty. All right, then let's move straight to another story. The Punch newspaper. Cameroon dam opening. Evacuate to prevent debts. Federal government states warn flood-prone communities. Now, here's the story. The release of huge volumes of water from the Lagdo Dam in Cameroon has made states along the path of River Bainway, Niger, brace up for possible flood disasters in their various domains. Now, to prevent deaths and other disasters associated with floods, states that are likely to be affected have asked residents of the flood-prone areas to vacate such communities. Now, according to the National Emergency Management Agency officials, said that no fewer than 11 states, including Adamawa, Taraba, Benue, Nasarawa, 
Kogi, Anambra, Edo, Delta, Bayelsa, Rivers, and Cross River State are likely to feel the negative impact of the opening of the dam. The Punch newspaper has this one. Cameroon dam opening evacuates to prevent deaths. Federal governments and states warn flood-prone communities. Now, I was having a conversation with someone when he, uh, about this issue, I think when it happened the last time. And there was this talk that, oh, not, there was uh, this agreement that not, some states in the north was, they were supposed to build dams so that in case there's an um, opening in Lagdo Dam in Cameroon, we'll be able to contain this thing. And for years, these dams were not built. Nothing was said about it. I'm sure monies were appropriated. Nothing was done about it. No heads did not roll. And now the people have to suffer for this issue, this thing done by the government. What do you have to say to this? Well, before we talk about the government not doing what they should do, dam and all that, my, the important message for me this morning is the one that came from Cameroon, that we want to do this. They didn't do that in 2012 when we had that the, those the disasters Disaster. we had, especially mm-hmm. in uh, uh, in Lagos, uh, Ikorodu, and those axes where... You know, the water came and sacked a lot of people. Some people died and all that. Some lost, you know, valuables. So uh, that's the most important thing for me. Um, we cannot begin to build begin to build the dams between now and next week. <laughs> so, but the people that are there, yes. that the message is for, they should be they should start living. I covered the 2012 thing at Ajegunle. That's between when you are moving from my 12 towards Ikorodu. I I was given, you know, we were we, we went on boats, street, normal streets that became river. So for us to access some of those, some because some people were trapped. So mm. Nema officials, Lasema, all of them helped us to also go there to see. They they already pasted just for us to take pictures. They pasted the notices on those on those houses. Those people refused to leave. Move to where? When hello, you, when you tell them hello. Move. If you know where they build their houses, Benga. Yes. You will wonder why somebody will see the Majidu River. Just you are looking at the river like this, okay. and you have your house about fifty meters away from that place, even hundred meters. It's risky because it's on the river bank. Government. Most of the houses there, you, you even find out that they don't even have approvals. So when they were building, people will ask you, what was government looking at? And I asked the question, why are you also using your own hard-earned money to build houses on those places? And that's where I'm saying, look, when these things happen, it will not affect the governors. It will not affect the president or the ministers. Nigerians, please, before you buy land somewhere, maybe during the raining period like this, you need to know what goes on in those areas. That is, that is my own message. For the government, they've been responsive, irresponsible over the years by doing the right thing. Even Nigeria Republic, they have a dam over there that when, if, eventually anything happens and they, they want to destroy part of, because the thing will flow into River Niger. Kogi stage, you remember what happened at, you know, Kaba, Okene mm. and all those places last year. It will happen. So we, we are at the mercy of these countries. Niger Republic, Cameroon. Because Cameroon did what it's supposed to do. We did not do our own. And that's why 
we talk about this every day. But mark you, natural disaster sometimes you cannot stop. That's why even abroad, they tell their citizens to move out of certain So right area. now, what should be the responsibility of the government? Now? The responsibility of the government is to tell the people to move. They have this thing in Lagos. Um, uh, um, this, uh, what, what do they call it now? Like, um, because it was 2012 too that we realized that government had that facility. I think somewhere... Uh, uh, I've forgotten. They have another one at Agboaikosi, like a camp, you know, like an emergency camp that they moved to people to. People said, oh, ah, the place was not like their homes. I said, are you for real? It's not supposed to be your home. Right. You need Government has provided a place just to make, f- for the season to go. You won't spend maximum maybe two months or three months in those places. But the challenge that came was, their kids were not able to go to school because Agboa was too far from where they left. I said, it's one of the prices to pay. That is why people that are building houses now, I'm, 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 I'm employing them. If you look up to government, they will disappoint you. Why not make sure, before you buy that 1.5 million naira land, or even, even if it is less, why not do an investigation? What kind of land do we have there? The money less will not tell you everything because you are going there in the dry season. Okay. So you will not know. So when the disaster comes, you want to blame the government. Government that has not provided for even the people in the dry land. They will not be looking after you. I'm just saying this to the citizens. Help yourself. Safety starts from you. Hmm. Don't blame anybody after that. Okay. Government have always failed us. So I don't want to say, oh, government should do this. They won't. In the next 10 years, they will still not build it down. All right. Oh. All right, we'll go on this quick break. We'll be right back to Such Air Radio. Ekonomi <laughs> Love watching your club's football highlights? Or are you super into DIY? If you love comedy skits? Or have to keep up to date with the latest news? If you want to sharpen your business skills? Or learn how to play the drums? Whatever you want to watch, you'll find it on YouTube because YouTube is made for you. Get amazing video data bundle offers on your mobile phone by simply dialing star 312 hash today. 
Zion City of the Living God Church, Abulio Lomoria Beokuta, is coming up with the third annual Dominion and Fruitfulness Convention, tagged Reigning in Life. Reigning in life. This unusual life. convention is starting on Monday 1st, September 2023 through Sunday 10th, September 2023. Monday to Thursday administration will hold between 5.30pm to 8.30pm daily. And on Friday 8th, September 2023, we shall be having free medical care for everybody in partnership with Vava Furniture. Later on Friday evening, we shall be having Night of Glory video from 10pm to 5am. On Saturday, 9th September 2023, we shall be having Possessing the Gate program at 5pm. Sunday 10th September 2023 is the Anointing and Fruitfulness Service at 8.30am. The third annual Dominion and Fruitfulness Convention is holding at Zion City of the Living God Church, Plot 7 to 10, Zion City Avenue, Abuli Olomore, via Sandor Filling Station, Lagos Road, Olomore Abelkuta, Ministering. Bishop Abraham and Pastor Uche Chukwemeka and other anointed men of God. Come and be richly blessed. Jesus is Lord. Is Lord. Is Lord. Our holy pilgrimage to Israel this year will be so interesting and joyful as Prophet Dr. and Pastor Mrs. Akodiadiola lead us between 2nd and 9th October 2023 on visits to many biblical sites. After touching down at Tel Aviv Airport, we will visit Galilee, Mount Olive, Jestimani Garden, Thumb of King David, the Golgotha in Bethlehem, and many other historical cities and sites. Come and book for your trip today at God of Testimony Prophetic Ministry, 121 Ifeda Stop, as it promises to be one to remember. For more information, call 0815-377-0000 or 0908-120-0000. Holy pilgrimage to Israel with Prophet Dr. Kodia Diola Baba Testimony will surely reveal great testimonies. Come and journey with us. For fast relief of cold pain, fever, and headache. It's your chance to be a millionaire. Win big in the Hope Wallet promo. Hope PS Bank is giving away 2 million Naira every week. Amazing, right? Open a Hope Wallet account and get 500 Naira welcome bonus. Here's the best part. Transact five times or more in a week and start your journey to be a millionaire by winning 50,000 Naira weekly as Hope PS Bank gives away 2 million Naira every week to existing and new customers. The more you transact, the higher your chances of winning. To get started, dial star 569 star 9 hash or download the Hope Digital app or visit www.hopepsbank.com. Terms and conditions apply. Hope. Succeed. Hope Bank always. Hi, darling. How have you been? I've been so busy, Granny. Well, Friday, I went on a field trip to see gorillas in Rwanda. Then, 
I slayed a few dragons with my friends. On Saturday, I watched football game in London live with my brother. And then I went to bed watching the world from space. And you, Grandma? Ah, that's a lot. How? All I needed was my phone, laptop, TV, and Airtel's 5G. Hey? Lag-free gaming, hyper-realistic VR, 8K streaming, and so much more. With Airtel 5G's lightning-fast speeds and seamless connectivity, you won't believe what's next. Live the future in the Airtel 5G zone. Airtel, a reason to imagine. Oh, For Viva Plus or Gala Oshabu for Lactowa Aspira. And we're back on radio. It is still freshly pressed on Nigeria's number one radio station. And moving on very quickly this Monday morning on The Guardian, federal government estimate reduces unemployment on paper amid almost 10 million jobs deficit. And that report comes with some riders. Data gathering must consider local. That is coming from Kale, that is the former NBS CEO. Adi, it's irrational for unemployment to drop from 30.3% to 4.1% with GDP growth of 1.9%. I'm sure you saw that uh, report in the last week, uh, uh, like almost close to the weekend of the, uh, uh, the, uh, mm. the unemployment rate you know, in Nigeria by MBS, 4.1%. Although they are saying that they use a one hour uh, 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 per a week, you know, a yes. A different to, methodology. Yes, yes to, to, to determine it. But people have been saying, <laughs> we know what is going on in Nigeria. We know how pe- like people who are without jobs I, I think the MBS has a lot of questions to answer. Mm. How? The last time they did this was in 2020. Yeah. The N, uh, the unemployment report for 2021, they didn't bring it out. Then they came out later. Oh, the different methodology, it has reduced. And so many people are now running with this. I'm not saying what they're saying is wrong. It is still the truth. But the problem is still there. The unemployment figure uh, uh, is hello, still uh, Hello, this, is, this thing is scientific. Yes. This is not about, oh, I see things on the road every day. I see. If no other agency mm. has um, done their own investigation. KPMG is not. If they've not done their own study, you cannot rubbish what the MBS have done. They've done it using another methodology. Can we have someone else, another agency giving us another report? Then we put them side by side. I'm always careful when people have spent time and energy on studies and I want to just sit here and just rubbish what they've done. No, I'm not, I'm not here for that. They've released it. But you are looking at the realities on the street. How many jobless people do you know? Are you taking notes of them? Do you have the figures? Do you know why they are unemployed? Are they really unemployed? 
you have some people who have taken to Okada riding because some of their businesses are not moving well. You go to that mechanic workshop or that bricklayer is not there. Does that mean unemployment? Where that person had moved elsewhere? I'm just giving you this, you know, little examples to let us know that, look, we need to be scientific in handling some of these things. They've used the methodology they used. We cannot find, find fault with it until we have another report that will now say, oh, when we now have, oh, see, this one is say 5.6, that one is say 6.5. Then you ask where, is, where the problem is coming from, scientifically again. So I am someone who believes in science. And when somebody has done something like this, for me to look at it and study it, not to base it on what I just see on the street. Because even what I see on the street are just observations. Another form of uh, uh, doing research is observation. But when I have observed, have I taken note of those things in, in figures so that I can use that to do my own analysis? That is very important. So I'm not saying the NBSB, oh, they, they, they were right in all they did. No, it, it's, it's never a 100% thing. But if you look at their margin of error, where are you coming from that you are giving that margin of error that on, on what they've done when you don't have another another report that is saying something else so it is a tricky one and one has to be very careful on rubbishing what that agency has done now what i'm actually saying in essence is the last time they did august 2020 mm. okay we thought okay we're going to get a report for 2021 2022 then we got this one a change of methodology and they said they were going to relate it with other countries that other countries are using this according to ILO standard mm. now my point here is this KPMG yes they also said unemployment figure is about 41% that's why I said another agency has actually done theirs mm -hmm. but the MBS in here in question is some have seen saying that okay with this it could also go for, for politics as well what do you have to say? To it's this? also for politics. For politics? politics? Yes, for politics. What's political some about Some are saying this? that, okay, some are actually saying that, okay, this shows that, okay, that maybe the government is doing something in the no, area of unemployment. No, 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 Benga. Has the unemployment thing, figure reduced? This, wait, wait, wait. These things, these things are done quarterly. If anybody, if anybody wants to rejoice over it, especially supporters of this government, I pity them. It's something that, it, it's not something that is, they are just coming up with now. It's, it, it, they have been coming from somewhere, quarter by quarter. So, if anybody wants to rejoice, oh, maybe people were thinking that they will have come, come out with a negative report. Those who don't like the government of the day will now say, oh, yes, we told you. No, they, nobody should politicize it. The MBS have done what they have to do. If you have a problem with it, do your own investigation. Politics should not be brought into it. Oh, maybe to to now make the government of the day look like they've done something. No, it's not. When did they come into office? May. So what have they really done to help the unemployment situation of the country? You know, we, we've seen some of the economic policies and all that. We've seen what people have been going through on the street and all that. So, but don't let us bring politics into it so that it will not become an APC, Labour Party, PDP thing. By the time they go into that, they, they turn logic on its head and they will be using emotions. Like I told you, this is scientific. If they have a problem with it, they should also go scientific to puncture what has been said. Nobody should begin to issue a statement and be saying, oh, APC government. 
PDP will do that, Labour Party will do that. Hmm. It's not what we need. Hmm. Because even when if they if they are there, the same thing will happen. And for the supporters of this government, it's not something to rejoice about. Like you have been saying, you have been faulting it because of what you've seen on the streets, things you see around you. That's what anyone who does not want to believe everything, swallow everything who climb and sinker, would you first think about. You know one one brother there that is unemployed, you know that person there. No, you are looking at the real world, what you've seen there. They are looking at the figures that they've been able to take of these things. So if you have any problem with that, do your own independent investigation, but don't rub it on it, whether for or against. You are APC, you say, yes, Ashwaju is doing well. You are PDP or Labour Party, you say, yes, we told you. These people don't know what they are doing. No, we should not politicize it that way. All right, I, I think it's a fine place for us to leave it. But one final story before we open the phone lines. Maybe just, let's just talk about it, maybe just for 30 seconds. Um, Alhaji Atiku Abubakar on the Daily Sun saying that I'm wondering how Tinubu got vastly degree without primary and secondary school education and the issue of Chicago University. This certificate issue has been on for a long time, even before he became governor. And it's been put to bed on so many, many occasions. <laughs> but they won't allow to sleep now. They're still weeping up this issue. In just 30 seconds, up. just let's just. No, talk about no, it. I, I'm, I'm not going to say much. Uh, it's just some rhetorical question to Alaji Atiku Abubaka. When Alaji Atiku Abubaka joined Ashiwaju in ACN, then I think AC, ACN, and they formed the APC together. No, but he wasn't talking about the certificate. He was a very good graduate. He didn't do any form of corruption and all that because they now belong to a separate uh, political arrangement. That's why he even went to Chicago, sponsored lawyers and all that. And what did Chicago University say? He was our student and he graduated. So um, I, I think that should allow the matter to rest. Now he's raising another question. I wish him good luck. You know politicians, uh, they can throw anything at themselves. Um, if you don't want some of your secrets, Benga, some things you've done before you got married to come out. Why use that? Part? No, 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 I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> don't join politics. Because some people will even tell you that your father is not your father. Then you now <laughs> yeah. go to your father and be asked, are you, are you sure you are my father? That is what politicians can sure. do. So uh, they are controversy. Let them continue to handle who says Alaji Atiku Aubaka and Ashwaju will not be in the same party tomorrow. Then you heard anything about okay. you know the certificate thing anymore. Okay, Let, let's talk to Nigerians now. Okay, Nigerians, it's time for us to hear your thoughts or comments on the stories we brought to you this morning. The numbers to call 0815-432-1079 or 0818-11079. Who's gonna be our first caller this morning? Hello? Good morning, Samson. My name is Don Regulare Jaji. I'm calling from the. Well, I'm happy that Samson is there. He has given a very good, you know, uh, analysis there. I mean, it is true. Article about that was not mentioning these when they were together in ACN or whatever. But I don't know why he's bringing it up now. And Chicago University have said this guy attended the place. He's allowed this man to take on his hand. Let us support him. Good morning. Have a pleasant day. All right. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. 0815 or 0818-1111079. You remember, you can also tweet at us at FreshFM at You can also tweet at us at FreshFM at We have this tweet from Ajibala Shoinka says that all theft should have been a forgotten issue 
if every Nigerian is allowed to own a share in the oil sector. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. 100%. Larry, I'm coming from Larry. Yeah, you, 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 you not your friends. No, it was called at teens. I'm so sorry <laughs> about that. All right, still picking up more calls. 0815-432-1079 or 0818-1111079. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. This is Nicholas. All right, Nicholas, let's talk. Um, my brother, is there a law that says we must all support one person for the, for the presidency? No. I want the people who voted for the president to know that the people who didn't vote for the president too are also Nigerians. They are not less Nigerians. There's no democracy where everybody votes for one man. So we should learn to tolerate logical opposition. Have a nice day. Okay, well, Nicholas, I don't understand where you're coming from this morning. I really do not understand where you're coming from. Okay, we have another message here on... um, we have another message here on uh, Twitter. Akuride Camille says that NYC certificate saga involving Ms. Hanatu has a more complex background than is currently known to the public. Neither of the two parties have been cleared enough. However, Nigerian constitution allows her to serve as a minister in completion of her service. Hello, good morning. Good morning, sir. Yeah, yeah, good morning to you. Yeah. Hello, good morning. Yeah, what's your name? Where you calling from? We're having a bit of a network challenge this morning, but uh, don't give up just yet, all right? 0815-432-1079. You can also make use of our social media platform. Just send it via, you know, or tweet at us at FreshFM Abelkuta, okay? Or send it via text, all right, to us, and we'll definitely... We'll definitely attend to the 0815-432-1079 or 0818-1111079. Well, while we wait for the calls, let's maybe pick up another... Okay. Hello, good morning. Hello? Okay, let's pick up. Uh, let's let's check out some more some more stories. Okay, maybe one final one, one final one from here. Okay, talking about Ohaneze asked Tinubu to release Namdi Kanu, uh, and this story says that the Ohaneze Indigo Worldwide has, for the upteenth time, called on President Bola Tinubu to unconditionally release the leader of the Indigenous People of Biafra, Namdi Kanu. Now, Samson. The issue of Namdi Kano has come up again for the 1,000th time, all right? And um, But it seems to me that uh, the president, uh, even though during the election he said that, okay, they will try and find a solution to this issue, but it has not happened. And they've not found a solution. And um, Namdi Kano, there was in fact a time where he wrote a handwritten note mm. to Biafra, to um, people in the Southeast that, hey, Monday sit at home should be a Monday motivation, that the sit at home thing is... is is forbidden that they should go about doing their normal businesses but still he's still in detention uh, hello um i i think we if if we don't know some other things that are going on in the background we might be looking at this issue from that point or they already met the president what did they discuss what promise did he give is he reneging on that promise do you think immediately he he he, he gets at the president then the first assignment he will, be, he will do 
will be to just release Nam the Kano. So I they think they should win. continue with the engagement they are having the underground. Mm-hmm. All these issuing of statements and all that. Thank God that you know Nam the Kano also listened to voices of wisdom and uh, approach the matter you should approach it, especially the way businesses in the Southeast have been suffering. That's the first step. Of course, he will get his uh, his, uh, his freedom, I know, but I, I think uh, some people are beginning to look at it as, as if as, oh, immediately another president comes in, he will just has to go. No, because it's a matter in court and they also have to use the judicial approach to settle it amicably so that another person will not come. And pick the man up again and says, "Oh, maybe it, they, they've not really dealt with the matter at some point. Then it has to be incarcerated again." So I think patience will be the right thing, you mm. know, to to display at this time. All right, thank you very much, uh, Samson Akinde. We we want to okay. apologize uh, because uh, the phone lines were just really, really not in in our favor this morning. But thank you so much. Thank you so much, Samson, for the analysis. Thank you this for morning. having me. God bless Nigeria. Yeah, I didn't do the show alone. I did the show with the delectable one. Oh my Emmy, enjoy your Monday. My name is Benga Oreshek on the band. You just have to love. Keep your FM down plugged and the radio down. Join me ten o'clock. For the platform where we talk about Nigeria, the BRICS nation, and also we talk about the ECOWAS situation.